Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another season of the Young Adulting Podcast. My name is Tyler with my co-host and good friend, Alec Bell. What's up? Yeah, come on. It's going to be a good day. Joined by very special guest, Jana Johns today. But uh, before we jump into the conversation, we are in a brand new season. It's called What I Wish I Knew. And really this conversation kind of spawned out of us talking uh, as young 20s and even 30s, something's going, there's a lot we don't know. And we want to lean on those who are a little bit further in life, in faith, in their walk with the Lord, and maybe experiences to go, what do you wish you knew when you were our age to speak into some wisdom insight? So really excited for today's conversation and where it's going to take us. So uh, Jana, yes. you look after all of our groups at Christ Fellowship, director of groups, you're passionate about people and community, but you also have incredible stories to, to share, incredible stories. But before we get to some of those stories, uh, maybe a little bit about you, you know, your, your journey, any fun facts? Uh, Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to be here today. today. So thank you. Um, so I'm a Midwest girl. Come on. I was born and raised in Michigan. I bleed green. Go Michigan State Spartans. You're wearing green today. I know. Let's go. I bleed green. So um, I actually grew up in a Christian home. So I grew up in a Christian home. I went to a Christian college. But when I got to that college, I actually um, started walking away from the Lord as it sometimes happens, you know. So I had a ton, a ton of friends. They were just not friends that were going to lead me in the right direction. So I went through a season where I'm like, okay, I got to get things right back with God. I got to, I, I know where I came from. I know who to go to. So I need to go on a missions trip. That way I, I can it. just kind of recenter, you know, like where I am with God. And I didn't have a great understanding of the Christian walk at that time. How old were you? I was 20 years old. 20 years young. 20, 20 years young, Come yes. On. So um, I decided I was going, well, I didn't decide, but a friend showed me about going overseas to the jungles of Venezuela. Okay. So I actually, at 20 years old, it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I went to the Amazon. And I spent six weeks, literally I stayed in a hammock for those six weeks. I was in the middle of the jungle. We took showers in the Amazon around the piranhas, you know, and so it was, I was 20, you know, it was, it was exciting. It was, but at the same time, it was also truly the first time, um, because back then they didn't have these podcasts. They didn't have all these cell phones. So it was the tr- it was the first time that I actually saw that there were people that were dying and going to hell because someone wasn't willing to go to the Amazons or the jungles or to be uncomfortable wow. to share the gospel with them. And so that is where I started my journey at the age of 20. At the age of 22, I moved to uh, the jungles of Papua New Guinea. From one jungle to another. <laughs> From That's one. crazy. So if you don't know where Papua New Guinea is, it's just north of Australia. So you literally take the globe, you flip it around. So from Michigan. Yes. To Papua New Guinea. To Papua New Guinea. Yes. Like not your average transition. No, not your average. You know I mean? And, and, and the, the crazy season. thing is I'm a city girl. I, it's not like I was in like the country in Michigan. But um, so I moved to Papua New Guinea for three years. I was there. I helped with the missionary kids school. I was in and out of um, the jungles um, that they had there. I was sharing that um, I lived in a house that's probably no bigger than this room, actually. 
I lived there and they had these walls that were just weaved like they were grass. And then the roof was grass as well. (laughs) So so Not lights like this room. No. So it was also a time where we lived around villages that didn't know Christ. And so they had all of um, their their own culture, their own worldview, and it was so dark. Hmm. It was it was so dark. So there were some nights where the ladies would come and run, and they would hide me in the garden because two villages were fighting across our where we were at. And you'd wake up the next day, and one of the villages just didn't exist anymore. Wow! Because it was burned to the ground, you know, and um, with guns and with arrows and. It was, again, a time where God just showed me that um, there are people that don't get to see what an abundant life looks like. They have no understanding. They don't know who God is. They don't know who Jesus is. And so that um, really started where I had spent almost 20 years in missions. So I was able to help at our missions Bible school with um, single women who were deciding whether as a single they should go overseas or not. So one thing about me is that I'm not married. I've never been married. And um, and then I spent eight years in Thailand before I moved uh, to Florida. So that's a little bit um, in a nutshell of what my journey has has looked like. So much, like. so, so, <laughs> much so much. There. Now, Jen, I if I can, I want to go back to Venezuela for a second. Yes, because um, I'm I'm trying to like get the picture. So you okay. were you were following Jesus, but not following Jesus. Correct. But then, how did you get convinced to go on a six week long missions trip? I mean, like I feel like I got convinced to go on a week long mission <laughs> trip to the Dominican Republic, and beaches were involved. But mm. was that your first mission trip that you'd ever gone on? And what what was that process like of saying yes to six weeks? And then to follow up on that, six weeks turned into 20 years of mission. So what did that six weeks Mm -hmm. do in your heart, in your life that Mm -hmm. changed the course of how you thought, how you believed, and how you saw your life? That's a great question. So I had been to Mexico on a two-week mission trip previous, but again, it had a lot to do with beaches and, you know, things that were already (laughs) set up. Yes, (laughs) you know, which is all great things, you know. But um, when I was in that season of not walking with the Lord, my understanding of the Christian life was a little skewed. I, I thought that if I did enough good things, then God would love me again, hmm. and I wouldn't feel so lonely amongst all of the group of friends that I had. So when I initially thought of a missions trip, I thought, well, it doesn't get any closer to God's heart than that. Yeah. So I went to the board, and they had actually um, missions trips in the U.S., and I was like, no, I've I've really made some bad choices. I need to go overseas. So the funny thing, and again, this is this is dating me, is that um, we we didn't have the internet back then or Google. So my very first boyfriend in fourth grade was a missionary to Indonesia, and he would send me little. Um, uh, letters um, from, and he had like a, a pet monkey and everything. So I remember this. So this oh. is years later. I'm now 20. So I called up. This was back when you actually called up the operator and you told them the name of someone you were looking is it for. Like a, it's exactly one? what it was. I love that. Sorry for the actually, sound. it was just a zero. You only yeah. had a zero, and, and you someone answers and the phone. someone answers the <laughs> phone. <laughs> yes. And so then you're like, so um, I'm looking for Perry Nichols. Well, what what state does he live? I don't know. You know. 
And lo and behold, he had been going to the Missions Bible School. So I got his number, and he's the one that had connected me with New Tribes Mission at the time. It's now called Ethnos 360. And that was when I ended up going over there. And so uh, during those six weeks, again, was when I really saw for the first time that, um, man, I knew that God's heart was for everyone to come to know him. And I got to see that there were people that um, wouldn't get to know them, him, get to know God, and yeah. that they are living in such a, a dark and a witchcraft type world hmm. that um, it was then that really changed my heart. And so, but not completely. I actually thought I was going to be just someone who supported other missionaries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I ended up going to Bible school because I, after a six week trip, I couldn't afford to go back to the college I was going to. And so um, when I went to the Bible school, I just, um, it was 66 books of the Bible. You learned all 66 books of the Bible. And it was where I was able to really dig in and see the Christian life and to see that um, God already loves me yeah. Yeah. immensely. But because he, he loves us all, he wants others to come to him as well. And so that was when the journey kind of switched over. And then they asked me to go to Papua New Guinea. Um, for a year at 22. I remember um, telling my mom, hey, mom, I just want you to know I'm going to be moving to the jungles of Papua New Guinea for a year, <laughs> so I'm not going to see you. Click. I literally hung up on my mom, you know. Just like a little info. It like, just really, dropping in. For any responses. No just, responses. If you want to know where I am. <laughs> um, you won't be able to contact yeah, right. me. Yeah. <laughs> Call the operator. We, right. <laughs> and so we actually, that was um, when I did move there, we had fa- we could fax each other. So that was back with fax machines. I don't know, even know if you guys know what fax machines are. Yeah, but I, some of y'all, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they could call me once a month and it was $3 a minute. Wow. So they actually would have to set an alarm of my mom could right. talk, my dad, and it would, and they would, that was like they had set aside $200 a month just to call wow. me once a month. That's crazy. Super yeah. intentional. That's amazing. So, Janet, you, you've been to some pretty amazing places, except Papua New Guinea, Thailand, Venezuela, Mexico. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. others in there. What are some of your like crazy adventure stories of, of, of being in these places? Obviously, very different from where we are in the United States. So, we'd love to hear some stories, maybe some some crazy ones you got to experience. Well, weird and, foods. Oh, any, yeah. Any of any, it. Anything. Yes. Well, I have a lot of stories. <laughs> so, it's a matter of just doing it in the amount of time that we yeah, have here. True. But let's, um, truly, let's start with the crazy food. So, um, in Papua New Guinea, it we had you had to fly everything in so it was a whole new concept of living off the land so like they would have things like tree bark that they would turn into like food that tasted like cardboard you know or they had i had there was one time i was going to go visit a friend in her village and so we had to helicopter in and so the the wife was like can you just bring us a two liter of coke like a two liter, we haven't been out of this village for eight months. Can you bring us a two mm. liter of Coke? So I'm like, sure. So I brought in this two liter of Coke and her husband was furious because by the time you get it from Australia to the Papua New Guinea, and then you get it on the helicopter, that one two liter, now this was back before when it was like 50 cents, you know, ended up costing $34.50 for one two for one liter. Two liter. Yes. So it was definitely, um, you know, you, you, 
you didn't get a lot of choices to have American food or even Western food. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I went to Thailand that I really got to experience a lot. And some of that was before I went to Thailand. And, and this is one thing I encourage everyone, if you're thinking about going somewhere in another culture, was that I decided I was going to eat everything that was put in front of me. That's a resolve. Everything. I was like, God, I don't. It's I bold too. I knew from Papua New Guinea that um, food is relational everywhere we go. Yep. And so I said, that's. And I'm like, really, who doesn't like Thai food? You know, you you got pad Thai, you got pad siut, you got these things. Who doesn't love Thai food? So when I went there, um, they all of a sudden started to put some um, raw buffalo in in front of me to eat. Yum and raw pork in front of me. And they had those amazing spices, but it totally goes against what I've heard my whole entire yeah. life, you know? And yeah. so very rare, rare. Yes, and so it, um, I, ha- we ha- I have some pictures of what that even looks like, yes. you know, that's in there. And so um, we'll be, be able to see some of that. But I also, there was one time I went to my friend's house and in their sink was this live iguana. And I'm like, what? Just hanging out? Just hanging out. And I'd never seen it before. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, did we get a new pet? And they looked at me so confused. They were like, no, that's dinner. Dinner. And I was like, I'm I'm sorry? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, how is that going to be dinner? Next thing I know, they bop him on the head. They He passes out. And then they just start boiling and start. They made five different dishes out of this out of, one oh. iguana. And he was just hanging out in the sink. He was just hanging out he in the sink. He had no idea what was coming yes. for him. Dang. But I do have to say probably one of the biggest surprises that I ever gotten. So at Christmas time, they were bringing out like the special meal for everyone. Like mm, this is the I only, th- like we have it at Christmas time. And so it it kind of looks like spaghetti. Like you have like these noodles. And um, so you're like, okay, we're looking good. You have like this red sauce and you're like, okay, we're look. you know, in your mind, you're trying to like place like, this looks like spaghetti. I'll just think that it's spaghetti. And then um, I should never ask what I'm eating before I eat it. That's a good rule. That, that is a good rule. I should rule. never have done that. So what they replace meat with is actually chunks of coagulated blood. I'm sorry. Who's? Blood? Where's? Uh, From Animals. Who? Okay. So an- so it's not people. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, you never but know. But even still. Even still. So it would be like just chunks of coagulate and then the whole red sauce was actually blood wow with these special sauces in it and so um yes yeah, so that got to be our special special um christmas um yeah. now when we talk about this are you eating like a bowl of it or is it just like i'm gonna taste a little bit and like, I'm thank so you very much so, <laughs> thank you. so for the most well i made the mistake at first that i would just like get it down as quick as I possibly wow. could. But the thing is, I found out very quickly in Thailand that if you leave your bowl empty, that means you're still hungry. Oh. So they actually give you a whole nother bowl of it. So um, I learned to start eating really, really slow. Mm. Yeah. And it's almost like you're okay with leaving a little bit. Like, oh, thank yes, you so much. I'm full, wow. you know. But I do have to say that um, God as he always does, even used that experience. Because I found out years later from my friends that they said, Jana, you could go to villages, you could go to events, you met family members that most Westerners have never been Mm. because we were never afraid that you you were going to be offended by mm-hmm. the, our way of life or by our food or by wow. and so i was able to build um relationships 
that I would have never been able to build if I would have gone in with, this ain't right, or I'm going to get sick, or I'm going to be worried about this, you know? And I definitely think um, going into other cultures or even meeting different cultures that are here, um, you know, in in West Palm or in our area is just, um, I think, not going in with, uh, no, we have it right. Your mm. stuff is weird, you know, but maybe that it's just different. Yeah. And Great so that is one of the things. Um, they also shared in Thailand that if you eat alone, the food is not good. So um, for the introverted person in me, after 21 days of being out with people straight, I'm like, can I just have one meal by myself? Right. Yeah. I don't even care if it doesn't <laughs> taste good anymore, you know. But um so I had other experiences um, that I could definitely tell you about. I, I had a ton with learning language. Yeah. So I, um, after two years, I became fluent in Thai. And so um, I could read and write in Thai. But Thai is actually a tonal language. So you can actually say one word um, five different ways, and it has wow. a different meaning. So like the word ma. So you could say it ma, 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 ma. And they all have different. So you're actually, you can actually, you're either calling someone a tree, you're asking someone to come here, you. Wow. Um, so I have quite a few stories that um, unfortunately are are too inappropriate to actually say on this podcast. But let me tell you. <laughs> I love it. I was so embarrassed that I didn't go back to see these friends for two weeks oh, wow. <laughs> afterwards. But I do have one that I can share with you okay. guys. So I had gone back to um, Thailand in 2019 um, to go back. And I'd moved to Florida in 2015. So I hadn't been to Thailand in four years. And so I went back and I was sharing with the church about um, small groups and, and groups back here in the U.S. and community. And so I was sharing with them um, that a lot of people come because uh, or go to groups because they feel um, ngai. But what I was supposed to have said is because they feel ngai. And so, right, can you hear the, the difference subtlety. in that? The subtle, yes. subtle difference. so when you're talking to them, so then they start laughing, and I'm like, oh, no, what did I just say? And so my intention was to say a lot of people go to groups because they feel lonely and they want community. But instead, I said a lot of people join groups because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So who chooses the same <laughs> yeah. word with a different tone from lonely to stupid? <laughs> That's great. The the so. opportunities for miscommunication oh, with like a language like that has to be insane. The whether it's people talking in the background or whether you're just great at hearing. Imagine if you're yeah. sick, you know? Right. Like if your throat's a little high. Or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or as Westerners, we like to talk with excitement. Totally. You know? Oh, absolutely. And it just changes things. That's a great point. And so one they are always like, why are you guys always yelling? And I'm like, I'm not yelling. But it's because yeah. we're always using inflection in That's our voices. Great. Wow. That's great. Well, you were yeah. talking about, about groups, and I can't imagine what it's like to go into a foreign context culture at 20 and then begin to build a life and trying to figure out the nuances and complexities of just community and meeting people and it's it's no shocker that we're in one of the most isolated uh, generations and, and time periods uh, we're maybe most socially connected through social platforms but i don't think that always fatil- facilitates like genuine connection so uh what do, when you look back on your life and you think about maybe some lessons you learned what did you wish you knew maybe about the power of community and i know you talked about being an introvert but for those who are maybe struggling mm-hmm. to 
to get themselves into the right community? What would you say, things that you learned about the power community? Yeah, I think that's so good. Would you believe that I didn't learn about the community until I lived in Thailand? That was actually the first time I had spent with a community of biblical believers in a group. So um, I think it's ironic that it was a little bit later. So I think what I probably, I would have wished I would have known um, back, and I talk about being an introvert, is that how much loneliness can affect you. Hmm. It can affect you physically. It can affect you uh, affect you emotionally, right. spiritually. Um, Any time that you're lo- alone is when it's like a breeding ground for Satan to 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 come in. Yeah. You know, it allows you to watch things you wouldn't have um, watched. You know, hmm. it it allows things in your thoughts or I'm not loved or I stick out or I'm the only single person hmm. that's here. And so even um, as of recently and within the last six months, even the, um, I don't know if you've heard this, that the Surgeon General has actually, um, he is, uh, there's health risks that are so associated with prolonged wow. loneliness that it's equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Like that is the equivalent wow. of what loneliness. And so that's why um, we're passionate here at yep. Christ Fellowship of saying, hey, come to Tuesday night young adults, Thursday night college nights. We have groups for you. We want right. you here on Sunday. We want you to be digging into God's word because I didn't have that. And so because I was choosing the wrong friends and the wrong community, um, I had loads of friends around me, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the community that um, – as Pastor yeah. Todd always says, you yeah, know, yeah. like, um, I'll show show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Right. Yeah. And so even when in Ecclesiastes, um, it's it says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Mm. Um, so it was really that time in Thailand and, and those friendships. And so if I could encourage you guys now is to be developing those um, friends that are around you that is going to lead you in the right direction. And and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Like, I ate weird, different food. Right, yeah. I spoke some of the wrong things, you know. Um, I remember asking a friend of mine, like, how do you guys use the restroom without toilet paper? And so one night she grabs me. It's a good question, right? I didn't didn't know it was a thing. No, they don't have toilet paper anywhere, anywhere. And they have um, little squatty potties there too. So one night she grabs me out from a group and she grabs me outside. I'm like, where are we going? And the next thing I know, she just dropped her drawers. She did her thing and she did a little shake, shake, shake and said, that's how we do it. Okay. Shake it off. But shake it off. off. But it was such a reminder that um, sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes you might on a weekend say, hey, I don't want to come in in this um, a big auditorium. But um, again, loneliness is going to breed where Satan can come in. But when you put the right voices around you, you're going to be able to have that great community. That's great. Yeah. Jana, did you have a did you have a hard time at first bridging the gap between cultures? I, I'm even thinking South Florida. We're such a, you know, it's a it's a melting pot for everyone i mean i'm not even from here tyler you're not even from here like it's um jenny you're not from here but we're we're all down here um what, what would you say to the college student that is is looking to to bridge cultures to, to bridge the gap between um maybe some different ethnicities and different cultural backgrounds what advice would you give them because obviously you you've done it multiple times in different cultures and we'd love to know 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think first and foremost, just going in with a learner's heart. Mm. Um, I think we often come in with, um, this isn't how I do it, or this isn't what we do in South Florida, you know, for the few that really are from South Florida that live here. Um, And I think that is for um, the college student, as well as someone even from my generation, is that we often are like, no, these kids just want to change everything. Uh, It needs to be the way it used to be. Or uh, the younger generation is like, no, we know how to do it better. And so I would just say, rather than coming in with that, just coming in with a learner's heart and and asking questions, because, you know, we do things. I learned when I went overseas, like some of the things that we do, like, why do we eat pie and we start at the tip and not start and turn it around and start with the crust? It's a good question. Mm. Right? Next so. You're going to think about that, yeah. you know? And so there's some things that we don't even know why we do it. And yet we are like, I'm going to die on a hill. This is how I eat pie. Do you think that applies to pizza? Um, that you could. That's a very good or question. Huh. I don't know. Same could thing. you turn it around? <laughs> that might be harder because you actually, don't use a fork. I actually do sometimes on like on the side of the crust just to get different conversation yeah sorry my mind was wandering i was like whoa i could turn everything around (laughs) it was interesting too in thailand um one of my friends had asked me like jan i don't understand because they don't really have freezers there but um a friend of ours they had had was able to get one in on a container and so they're really particular in thailand on things that expire so she's like jana i don't understand you guys are all upset when we leave raw chicken out in the sun all day long and yet you put this bread in this thing called a freezer and you bring it out and eat it four months later, Right? you know? And so it really got in my mind that um, we don't always do things right. We just yeah. do it different. And so I would embrace having um, different, like embrace the difference, embrace, ask questions. Yeah. And don't ask the why, because again, I just ask you why we ate pie that way and you guys didn't know, you know, but it's part of our culture. And so just asking the questions of like, how do you eat pie, you know, or how do you do these things? Because I I really want to know those things. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, if there's you have an experience of going overseas, like just really taking out of the mindset that you're helping the less fortunate, mm-hmm. or um, they could be very happy in their lives and culture if if they got this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes when we go on missions trips or times when we go, we we often come in with, "I'm coming in to help," but again, no, I'm coming in to learn. And I pray that they see not me not my culture, but that they see Jesus mm-hmm. inside of me. That's, that's great perspective. And so that's what I would encourage, even with all of the different cultures that we have here, um, embrace it. it. Eat something that maybe is, you know, go to a different restaurant that you wouldn't normally go to and eat some things and you might like it. Yeah. And for me, I came back to the States and the, oh my goodness. So I, I called it, uh, we call it coming back to our passport country because wow. um, it wasn't home to me anymore. Thailand truly was home. Wow. So I came back to my passport country and I spent a lot of time in tears um, because I, do you know how many brands of tuna fish that we have that you can choose from? I don't. I don't know. 
well, ask your wives <laughs> because there are a lot of choices. And um, I remember I cried in the tuna fish aisle because I was like, I just want to know what the best choice is. So I'm like, I'm ready to go back overseas, back home to Thailand where I knew things, yeah. you know? So just coming in with a learner's heart. That's great. That's incredible. That's so, so cool. Yeah, Jana, talk a little bit more about that. What was it What was it like coming home? Because obviously cultures are, are so different. Like I'm sure the tuna fish, from how you dressed to what you watched on TV, like what, what was that process like? And has it given you an appreciation for, for both more? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, I'm going to make a confession. I just watched Mission Impossible for the first time the other day. Let's go. Because I was overseas during all of them. And so I watched the very first one oh. to put that in a little bit of perspective. So I definitely um, felt more out of place coming back um, to the States because when I went overseas, I knew things were going to be different, mm -hmm. but I didn't expect things to have changed so much when I came back home. So in that almost eight years I lived in Thailand, I had only been back in the States for a total of seven weeks. Wow. So this wasn't a mission trip. It literally like, was my life. It was your life. I mean, that translates to what? One week a year. Yes. And actually, it was I was there for almost four years before I actually came back to the States for wow. any period of time. So, um, yeah, so it was difficult. Friends were different. Um, I couldn't remember how to cook. I didn't even I couldn't remember how to use a dryer. I hadn't used a dryer in eight years. <laughs> so I couldn't even remember how to use a dryer um, clothes. I was never in style because I didn't know. I was overseas the whole time. I didn't know what the styles were. I had, the, I had to wear the same clothes. The same clothes I brought with me, I had to wear the entire time because in Asia, everyone's so small. I didn't fit in any of their clothes. So I didn't get to go shopping for four years. Wow. So I was always behind the times when I came back to the States. Well, speaking of the times. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you who are listening in or if you're watching can see, there's a photo album here. Look at that. That's pretty cool. A uh, lot of questions, Jana. Uh, this is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about this book, uh, what's in it, all that stuff. Yes. So, what does Alec not know that and no one else knows? <laughs> I have no idea what's no. in this book. <laughs> so, in this book, the picture wise is I went on a vision trip for three weeks of backpacking through um, Thailand. So, I was able to experience things. Um, different foods it was the first time with the raw meat i got sneezed on by an elephant Ooh. so you can imagine um the residue that comes from an elephant sneeze actually I, it's actually hard to oh because that must be like a, it, it a doesn't buckets work yes sorry it this is graphic just... i mean i feel like you have i'm sure judah sneezed on you yeah for sure i don't have a kid yet I, I, my dog has sneezed on me but an elephant is a hundred times the size? Uh, it's not spray. <laughs> it's chunks. Let's just say that. So, but speaking Ugh. of elephants, this um, book here is actually made from elephant poo. No. Yes. Wow. So feel free to handle it, open it. You can take a whiff if you like. Everyone watching <laughs> on YouTube. Yes. So practically, we're talking about cultures. Not to my knowledge, we have mm -hmm. photo albums that are made this way in the states. Um, no. Where, where, where did this idea come from? Or, and are other uh, things made of poo? 
There, a, a lot of their paper is made of poo. That's um, resourceful. Right? So, yeah, they just, um, you would go to, like, they have, like, these elephant sanctuaries, you know, where they have um, saved elephants that didn't make it in the wild or things. And so they have, you can go, you can watch them play soccer. And actually, elephants paint Honestly, the most amazing, amazing murals I had ever seen. And then they started realizing that elephants also just poo a lot. <laughs> and and they're so, huge creatures. And they're hu- <laughs> huge poo, too. So when they, um, I think whenever they started like realizing that you can actually create something out of all of this and so they create photo albums paper all sorts of things god takes our mess and i just a miracle i just want to think of the the first person that was like i can use that yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know who that first person was i don't know everyone was probably like no no he's like yes yes that's amazing i'm so glad that that came out in this conversation (laughs) and uh like five minutes before we started recording you told me that i was like don't don't say anything don't else. Tell him. Don't tell Alec. Don't tell anyone else until we're we're talking about this. But um, maybe maybe last thing today. You know, you've experienced so much culture, so much, so many life lessons uh, as we talk about the subject of what we wish we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking about the power of community and relationships to maybe the the college student or the person listening who is disconnected, who is isolated. What would be your word of of counsel or friendly advice from your vantage point in life that you would like to leave them with today as we close yeah i definitely would say um push past whatever is keeping you from coming on tuesday nights coming and and meeting up with biblical um relations uh, having biblical friendships Mm -hmm. you know because i think right now technology has allowed us to stay home and still feel like we're connecting with people yeah um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I can watch, I can get so invested in the people of TikTok that I actually feel like they're my friends, yeah. but they're not. Mm. And so really just whatever is holding you back to know that God really does have so much more for you. Yeah. And I spent years missing out on amazing friendships, amazing experiences, amazing opportunities because I was I kept coming up for reasons why they don't want me around, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. like I said, I, I don't speak the language. I am um, single, everyone yeah. else around me. I, I have a different color skin. And so just realizing that, you know, it is so true what God says is that we are better together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so push past, whether that's a Sunday morning when you're trying to decide, do I sleep in? Or am I gonna go to church? What if I don't know anybody there? What if I don't? But again, just um, you never know who's going to bless you, but you never know who you're going to be able to bless as yeah, well. That's great, Jenna. And so just um, asking the Lord, like, hey, who are you going to put in my pathway today? And that might mean at Publix, that might mean at church, yep. that. But if you're not in a group or in community or you don't have a group of people that are going to encourage you or help keep you accountable, I would say today is the day. If you're listening to this, um, we want to help you. We want to resource you. We want to I will have you over for Thai food. (laughs) So um, because I am really so passionate about finding community and people being in community because it's going to change your life. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. This has been such a valuable time and uh, been encouraging to be able to kind of chat about life experiences. My phone is going off right now. 
Um, just so thankful for the time that we've got together. And I know that this has blessed those who are, are listening. And so I still have lots of more questions about adventures and weird foods and Shanna on the podcast again. Yeah, Shanna yeah. on the podcast again. Part two. I would love but it. Just super thankful for you and Thank for you. your uh, ministry and leadership. And, and for those who've been tuning in, hope this bless you. Pray this uh, encourage you today to get into community wherever you are at. And uh, if you like this episode of the Young Adulting Podcast, make sure that you share it, like, subscribe uh, to it so you can stay in the loop with all of our content. And uh, we're excited. We're praying for you. And make sure to jump back in with us next Thursday for an episode. We love you. See you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.